Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Good morning. Uh, My name is Todd. I'm the Connections Pastor at Pathway Church. And I'm really excited um, to join you this morning. The past couple of weeks, a number of weeks, actually, we've been going through First Thessalonians. But as we prepare for Easter that's happening uh, next week, um, we're going to be talking a bit about Palm Sunday um, this week. And we're going to be talking about some really big questions. Question number one is, who is Jesus? Uh, it sounds like a really good question for uh, people at a church to be asking. But we also want to ask the question, why does this matter? Um, and fortunately for you, it's not just me talking this week. Uh, I have a couple other people on this Zoom call. Uh, the first one you've seen the last few weeks, it's our lead pastor at Pathway Church. It's Nathan Blay. Nathan, if you want to say hi. Hey, everybody. Uh, good to see you. Uh, good to see you again. <laughs> <It's fun. laughs> yeah, <it laughs> yes, we're ready to go. <laughs> it is fun. And uh, we have another special guest. Uh, her name is Madison Cook. She's been going to Pathway Church for a long time, she's led groups in the past. She helps me um, lead some starting point groups, which we'll talk about a bit later. And she's also on the call. So if you want to say hi, Madison. Hello. Oh, great. Excellent. So we're going to jump right in. Um, and before I do, I'm going to be reading a scripture in a second. But I want to invite you to follow along in the dialogue box that you see on the right-hand side of your screen. Uh, throughout, as we talk, as we have conversation, um, there's going to be questions up there, and we love seeing the last couple weeks people's comments and, and dialoguing back and forth. That's an important part of this because it, it certainly is a conversation. So just wanted to remind you that that's there, and, and stay looking. Other people write comments, but we're also going to be asking specific questions going along with the conversation. So, so I'm going to jump right in here, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Matthew 21, or if you have a device, or however you want to do this, we'll have the words up there as well. And I'm going to read uh, the first 11 verses of chapter 21. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you. Be humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put uh, put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. And I think as we go through and we talk about different things, and there's so much in these verses we read, 
um, prophetically and just historically. But we really, like I said, are going to focus on this question, who is Jesus? So I'm going to go first to Nathan. I want to just ask a quick question. Why does this question matter to us so much 2,000 years later? Yeah, I, I think that the question of who is Jesus is is a big question. I think the the church throughout history, people who have approached the Bible have really been wrestling with this question of who is Jesus. And the answer that you come up with, okay, the answer that you come up with actually makes a huge difference. Like depending on the answer to that question of who is Jesus, it will determine uh, your eternity, where you believe you'll spend eternity. It will determine how you treat other people, how you treat your spouse, your kids. Uh, how you view ethics. It, it literally can impact everything if you come to the conclusion that, again, we're going to talk about today, that Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Savior of the world, the, our only hope. Like, if you come to that conclusion, it literally changes everything in your life, 180 degrees. Um, and so the answer to that question is why it's worth talking about. It literally impacts everything. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does. It impacts everything, which is why it's really interesting. I know when I first uh, read the scripture, I find it really interesting, their response. So, so what do you find is really significant about the people there, the crowd's response to that question? Yeah, I guess the thing that I find so interesting is when there's all this crowd, they're, they're celebrating Jesus with all his fanfare, and they ask the question of who is this, and the crowd, so we're just general people that were all there participating in this event, they said he... This is the prophet Jesus. So they knew he was someone special from God, a messenger from Nazareth of Galilee. So they knew his role and they knew where he came from. All they literally had were a few bits of information about who Jesus was. And that was their answer. And when I read that, I'm thinking about in my life and in the lives of others, like we all simply know about Jesus, what we've heard. And so for some people, they, they grew up in a Christian home. They heard certain things about Jesus, whether right or wrong. Other people watching this didn't hear about Jesus. I mean, for them, Jesus was just a swear word or Jesus was just some historical figure or they saw him on a steeple or in some stained glass and they heard that, you know, he died or something. So everyone just kind of takes little bits of information. They pull it together and they form their view about who Jesus is. That's what they did. And in, re in all reality, that's what we do. And it's why the conversation of who is Jesus and opening the scriptures and talking about it is significant because you, you don't want to get the information wrong. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and to me, it, it's so interesting as we um, try and set the scene for this too, right? Because historically, we look at this and, and these people were, they're excited, right? They're really excited, but they were excited because they thought they were going to get something totally different out of this. They thought this was going to be this, this prophet or this warrior that was going to somehow free them from the Romans who had conquered them. Like their whole perspective was different. And, and, and it's in that context that this question is asked. And, and many people will begin following Jesus then and also now, maybe for the wrong reasons, maybe not with the best motives in mind. Um, why do you guys think that is? Why do you think that oftentimes it will take, and we're talking about now, not them anymore in that scripture, but now, why does it take a crisis or we get to a dead end uh, before we even start asking this question? Madison, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. I think that when people reach a point where there's no hope, where they've come to a point that they can't do anything on their own, where their pride is at an all-time low, 
in crisis or in times of struggle, um, people will at that point reach out for any type of hope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Nathan, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if we were to if we were to hear the stories of everyone listening today, uh, I think we discover people coming for many. For some, it's a crisis. For some, it's a marriage failure. For some, it's the loss of a loved one. For others, it's a financial crisis. Uh, for some, it was just pure curiosity or desire or a lack of purpose. Like there's there's a hundred reasons why any of us might begin the journey to go. I need to answer this question of who Jesus is. So there's a lot of different ways that we would come. Like you said, sometimes we start that journey for the wrong reasons. Like we come to Jesus looking for him to do something. I need you, Jesus, to fix my situation. And I think in light of COVID-19, this could be a great opportunity for people to go like, if I come to Jesus, we won't get sick and everything will be fine and money will come in the doors. And and people thought like, hey, let's celebrate this guy coming in on the donkey. Let's throw palm branches. He's going to get rid of Rome. Like he's going to fix it. And sometimes we start the journey towards Jesus because we hope he'll fix something. And somewhere along the line, if we're really looking for him, we meet a personal savior and, you know, we start looking for someone to fix it. And all of a sudden we realize he's transforming our hearts and we fall in love with him and we want to know him more. Like, so there's something that changes. So I would say most of us start for a selfish reason, following Jesus. And somewhere along the line, when we truly meet him, we realize this isn't about me. I'm following a guy who laid his life down for me and for others. I want to be a person that does that for others. That's the, that's the heart of the Christian faith. And, and that's when you know you're truly getting to know who he really is. Something begins to change. And so we all start for the wrong reasons. And then I think something, something happens. And we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just wanted to, um, uh, just thinking about that question, again, we're talking about what we've talked about a little bit so far is about this Bible story and about other people. And, and, and I think it's so important anytime you read scripture where you're talking about faith, to start getting personal. So I, I want to talk about us and I, I want to go through this question. I'll answer it first and then ask what you guys think, but what were the circumstances in your life that ultimately led you to ask this question, who is Jesus and, and, and to find that answer. And, and for me, I know I can think of two parts of that. The first part is my parents came to faith um, when I was about eight years old, um, but it was a crisis. Their marriage was broken up and there are all kinds of circumstances that were connected with that financial and otherwise. That's why they came to faith. And I was kind of tagging along in that. Um, but for me, it was when I was about 15 and recognizing I was living a life kind of in two different worlds. It's not like I was like really bad in one and really good in the other, but um, I, I certainly didn't have a faith of my own. And it had that feeling of feeling a bit lost and out of place. So that was kind of my circumstance. Um, Nathan, what, what were kind of the circumstances that ultimately led you to ask that question? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a long story. I'll, I'll try to just share a couple of highlights. I mean, for me personally, I think, I think with all of us, to some degree, we kind of were raised in homes where we were taught about Jesus and so there's certainly going to be many people watching who, who didn't grow up in a home where they knew about Jesus. So, so they're experiencing and learning about Jesus at a later age. But for me, I learned about it from a time I was a kid. And, and it was probably when I was 18, there was a real turning point. And even though as a little kid, I had believed in who Jesus was and accepted the Christian faith. At 18, there was a moment where I felt like I, it had to become mine. It, it couldn't just be something like I knew, I knew all the Bible stories. Uh, I could quote verses. 
I could answer all the theological questions about who Jesus is and what he had done for me, but I'd never really wrestled through the question of who is Jesus for me. And at that time, it wasn't a crisis for me, and I know for many people it is, but for me, I had watched my older brother who had went off the rails with his life, and I saw God transform his life, and it was almost jealousy that was in me. It was like I watched him come back to faith, and I saw God doing amazing things in him, and I went, I want that too. And, and what I've, I've been holding on to tradition and knowledge about Jesus, but I really want to know him the way my brother does. And thankfully, I think that's a prayer that God always answers, and he certainly did for me, and something changed in me at that, at that point. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and I want to ask Madison the same thing, like kind of what were the circumstances in your life that ultimately led you uh, to ask this question, who is Jesus? Right. I kind of grew up in a similar situation to both you and Nathan, that I was in church from the time I was really small. And um, for me, it was around 11 or 12. And I don't know why that was that age exactly. I don't know if it was something I heard but I just knew in my heart something was missing and I kind of realized, am I living this for my mom? Am I living this for the people in my life who are Christians or am I living this for me? And so I would say it was about that age of 11 or 12 that I really tried to like dive in and ask that question um, about who Jesus is for me. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And that's such an important part of this, right? And, and, um, I, I wanted to share another few verses with you um, from the book of Matthew. It's actually a few chapters before this. And all of us is going to, yes, ask that question. But at some point, we're going to have an answer to that question, who is Jesus, right? We're going to have, and, and we get a glimpse. It's, it's actually pretty incredible to read this. We get a glimpse at the disciples actually coming um, having to answer that question themselves. So I'm going to be reading from Matthew 16, starting in verse 13, if you want to follow along. It says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea of Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And even as I read this, I'm just trying to put myself in that place. Um, I can't imagine, like, I, I remember being in school when your teacher's talking about something that you're clearly not getting. And she's about to ask someone and you're sitting there like, please not me. Don't ask me. Don't ask. So no eye contact. You try and look like you're busy doing something, right? You want to avoid it at all costs. And I can imagine what the disciples, because this is a math question. This is a big question. That is everything. And, and Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who in heaven has revealed this to you. And, and I think that's so cool um, to look at that story when, when Peter just gave it. He's like, I believe you are the son of the living God. Um, have you experienced something in, in your life? And, and can you maybe tell me when that happened or how that happened? And I guess we'll start with Nathan. Yeah. Um, I think for, for, for me, I, having talked to so many people as a pastor and hearing some of their stories, well, let me just talk about that for a second. Um, 
I realized that, that this, this experience happens in many different ways. Okay. So it can look very different for different people, but I truly do believe from my own experience and from talking to literally thousands of Christians through my lifetime is that people, I mean, all of us hear about Jesus, but there is a moment where that question becomes personal. And when you come to an answer and, and here in the example you just read, Peter says, I know who you are. You're the son of God. Like you're the one I have to trust in. You're my hope. And, and, and Jesus says, God has revealed that to you. Like his God's spirit has literally shown you, opened your eyes to see that. So I really think there are moments along the journey or a moment along the journey in people's lives when their eyes are opened and God shows us who Jesus, his son is. And, and for some people, it's like a light switch turning on. It's just like, boom, in a moment, they say a prayer, they experience something and they're just like, oh, I know who he is and I'm going to trust in him. For others, it's like a process and it happens over time and years. And so if we were to ask everybody, we would hear all those stories. For me, it was probably more of a process. Again, as growing up within church, I heard and believed and I kind of took steps in that direction. But I would say around 18 was when it really sort of the lights fully came on, but they were, it was slowly coming on, but there was that moment where I really felt like looking back though, I would never say I figured it out. I read enough verses and all of a sudden I got it. It was like, God, God did something in me. And, and it would be around that time that I was 18. Yeah. And I think that it would be very similar for myself. I, I think about my experience. Again, I, I talked about the circumstance I was in. I was kind of feeling lost a bit because I felt like I was in two different worlds. Um, but for me, I, there were things I did. I remember starting to read the Bible and I, I don't know why I've always remembered this. Matthew seven is kind of where I started. I don't know why it was there and reading through that. And I didn't even know how to read the Bible necessarily, but I started doing that, but it certainly wasn't answered immediately. I also tried to change the people I hung out with my friend groups. And I, I, I see now in, in hindsight, I went too far because at a point I cut out everyone who wasn't a Christian, which was not a good move. That was a bad move. But like some of those people I was hanging out with, I got to hear about their experiences and how they were experiencing God. And, and that was so beneficial to me. But for me, really that time happened when I actually started getting involved in church and talking to other people about Jesus and really having to make my faith my own. Um, I, I think that had such a big impact. So again, I can't pick one time. It was a process, but I think not just my teenage years, there's been times since then where you've kind of get that, you know, in, in church, we talk about a revelation, but it's like that aha moment. It's like, Oh, I get it now. I get that. He loves me so much. So that's, that's kind of my story. So very similar with that process. And, and Madison, I'd love to hear kind of your uh, side of that story. As well. Before, before Madison shares, I, I think it'd be really cool uh, since we're live streaming this, that like we're posting this question in the side column about like what this experience or when this experience would be cool to see some of those listening, posting those because they're all going to be different stories and it'd be encouraging for others. And mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, let's hear from Madison. So mine was a little bit of a process. I said at that like age of 11 or 12 that I started to really search that question, but I actually have an aha moment. I had that moment that I think I was around 18 and there was something in my life that I was struggling with pretty big. Um, it was more something I was doing and I was having a hard time moving past it and like forgiving myself for it. And it was kind of like setting up this block between in my faith. Like it was just like, but I just couldn't forgive myself. 
And I remember sitting in church around this time of year. It was right around Easter. And I was sitting in church. I think I was even leading worship at the time, like on stage. But there was something I was wrestling with really inside of me. And I remember sitting there and just this revelation of God kind of saying to me, like, you're belittling what I did for you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not you're belittling it. And I kind of sat there and it was the first time that I really, really realized Jesus as my savior, the, what he did for me, that he went to the cross to forgive me of my sins. And if I can't forgive myself, he already did. So it was kind of that moment for me that I really realized him as my savior, as my hope. And so, yeah, that was like my aha moment. And that just really opened my eyes for that. So. Yeah. Awesome. And that, that's beautiful. And, and that's going to be so encouraging too. again, uh, talking about the dialogue box on the side that people are writing comments like every person on here has wherever you are on the journey, you have some kind of story. And, and I, I just find it so inspiring to hear other people's stories uh, of their search for that question, who is Jesus? And for those that maybe have reached that point where they're like, I believe he is the son of God and my savior. And maybe you're not there yet. And that's okay. But I love, I love so much that the dialogue that's going to be happening. Um, I, I wanted to speak to a certain group of people um, right now that I think this will be helpful. There's people watching this right now that you've been a Christian for a really long time. I, I look myself at that decision I talked about when I was 15. That's 25 years ago now. Um, that, that's a while ago. For some of you that are watching this, it might have been 45 years ago or, or many more than that. Um, and the question I want to ask is, how do we keep this fresh inside of us? How do we um, keep this so this question is still relevant for us today? Nathan, what do you think about that? Well, I, I think that this question of who is Jesus is, I mean, we're talking about the beginning of it. Yeah. But for those who have been, you know, who have embraced Jesus and have had a faith for 20, 30 years, you know, there is the, the potential for us to think that we've, we've got the answer and we've got it figured out. And I don't think that's the case. I remember coming home from Bible college and my head was full of knowledge and me telling my parents everything I knew about Jesus. And, you know, now some 20 some years later, man, there's just no end to what we can learn and know about our savior. And like the more I study the Bible, I find it points to Jesus on just about every page. And the deeper I get, the, it's like this, like this never ending depth. Uh, and, and, and I was thinking about how Peter, when he, he closes his second letter in the new Testament, he says this in, in second uh, Peter three eighteen. he says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. So even even Peter, the one who walked with Jesus, who had this revelation, he's like, let me tell you what I want you to do, Christians. Keep growing in the grace and knowledge. Like we will never get to we will never get to the bottom. It is like an endless well. Uh, and so to know him, like it doesn't matter what age you are, how long you've been a Christian, if it's day one, day five thousand, it never ends. We continue to grow in, in the knowledge of him. So that's encouraging. Yeah, that, oh, that's, that's incredible. And, and I know I was listening to a podcast, actually, it was a couple months ago, and it was this man, it was an older gentleman. Um, and, and his, his faith, it, it was a deep faith. And he said, when someone asks him the question, when did you come to faith? Uh, his answer was, well, and I can't remember the exact ages, but it was like, oh, at 12, and at 23, and at 31, 
and at 47. And again, it's just that new, again, those aha moments where you just recognize a certain aspect of God, a, a certain part of that answer, who is Jesus that you didn't realize before. And I think it's so important to see that as a process, not just a, you know, a one-time thing, a get out of jail free card, right? No. I think that's so good. You know what, there's going to be, a, there's going to be another group uh, of people that are, are watching this right now. And, and maybe you're just investigating faith. You're watching this and you're like, I don't even know how I would answer that question. Uh, I'm not even sure I want to really answer that question right now. Um, there's going to be people like that. There's going to be people that are watching this that are really new to faith. And, and I think there's another group of people that maybe you stopped asking that question, even though you kept going to church. You stopped asking that question long ago. And now all of a sudden you feel like, there's this disconnect. You've kind of lost your way with your faith a little bit. And, and I wanted to ask Madison to share um, about something called starting point that might be a next step for you on this journey of faith. Okay. Starting point is um, an eight week group. We meet face to face, which will be online to start with, with everything going on. Um, it's a conversational environment where we discuss the basics of faith. Um, such as knowledge, um, acknowledging where we are, sin, trust, rules, God's grace, faith, and right in the middle, we talk about who Jesus is. Um, I've had the privilege of being able to lead the past two um, starting point groups at Pathway, and I love it so much. Two of my favorite things about it are being able to be around and share in those aha moments that people have that as we're going through this discussion, they have that moment where something we're discussing just clicks with them. And it's so exciting for me to be able to experience that alongside of them, as well as um, another thing I love is that I continue to learn something every time we go through this. Um, we've done two and I come out every time discovering something new, even myself. Those are the things that I love about it. But don't just take my word for it. Um, here are four people who went through starting port point in 2019 and I'm really excited for you to hear what they have to say about it. I really thought like I was going to go in and not, never be convinced I was still going to have my beliefs. It was all kind of hogwash but I was there for my wife and I had read a lot of the verses and 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 a lot of the stories that we went through like probably a hundred times and it's all so basic but I never got it. To come out the other side and actually, you know, really build a faith and be able to see all the way that, ways that God is working in my life, it was just uh, completely shocking. I don't know where I would be if I hadn't done it. I'd probably be back. Everybody in Starting Point was at different stages of their faith, and no matter what stage, God was with them. That's the most shocking part. I think of everything that we did was that we sat down in a room for eight weeks and ended up on the other side of uh, like our faith. I hadn't been going to Pathway for very long. The main hesitation uh, was I didn't have any faith to begin with at all. And I hadn't been to church for like 16 years. Uh, I was really there because my wife was there. Just in that I'm not new to faith and so when it's something that's called starting point I guess I was a little bit afraid as to the kind of people that would be in the group. I knew nothing as to what to expect. It was all just, okay, I'm going to try this. Well, she wanted to join, and 
And something inside me said, yeah, just go do it. I saw Starting Point as a great opportunity for me to learn and grow in my faith. And that's exactly what it was. I never felt judged when I asked any questions. I was so shocked at how open I could be and, and nobody really uh, was negative or, or judgmental. In fact, it was the opposite. It was everyone was very open and there to support you. And I felt really relaxed and comfortable and most of all accepted. So it made it easier to just be open and to be honest. It was quite clear that we all had something to bring to the group and that it was a completely safe place to be. One reason that would be a tough one because there was a lot of reasons. The faith, I mean really, it was an area in my life that I could tell was kind of missing and I guess I couldn't tell then, but I can definitely tell now. It was really cool to see the way that all of the stories in the Bible from the Old Testament and the New Testament kind of, they, they clicked together in a way that I had never seen before. Just having no faith of any sort, you really feel like you're kind of alone and lost and you know, the faith of God uh, really gives you somewhere to ground yourself and feel like you've got someone on your side. It's been a rough go for everyone to get where we are today. And it was just pretty cool because looking back now, I didn't know at the time, God was always leading me to where I am today. And you can only see that now. It's amazing to see how God works differently in everybody's life. And I love hearing other people's story. And just knowing that God has a plan and has always had a plan. And it's really exciting to see what God has in store next. It's like, I mean, I know how he's working in mine, but just hearing these other um, amazing stories and they're all so different. The connection with the people in the group and just the learning that happened along the way. If someone was on the fence about joining Starting Point, I would tell them just to do it. No hesitation. You have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. Let go of your preconceived notions of what faith is. I heard about this group and I immediately jumped on board at this opportunity, an amazing opportunity to be surrounded by great leaders and great friends. and Coming to Starting Point, I thought uh, Christianity was about judgment. It was about uh, not uh, you know, living by certain rules and that's it. Personally, for me, being a new Christian, I learned a lot, and for that, I'm so glad that I just took that opportunity and joined Starting Point. If you're even thinking about it, to a degree, you're sitting there saying, you know, I, if I don't believe, or, or maybe, you know, I, I've been in faith and it wasn't for me, try it again and see what, uh, what God has to offer for you. But it's like you missed out for, for me personally, like I missed out on a period of my life where I could really use that, and... Uh, it's, it's like a, a sad thing for that, but also, like, I'm glad I'm here. Our willingness to honestly ask this question, who is Jesus, and really search after that answer that, that I've come to the conclusion that I really, truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but we all have to make that decision, and that's a journey that might look a little bit different for each one of us. Um, you could ask the question, was Jesus a good and moral man? Was he a good teacher? And, and, and you can look through the Bible, but also other places in history, and you can say absolutely yes. Uh, we talked last week about prophecy, and, and these people in, in the scripture we read today talked about Jesus being a prophet. Could we say that Jesus spoke the messages of God? And I think the answer to that question is also yes. But I think 
the really important question and the really important answer to who Jesus is that I believe is that he is the son of God. That not only is Jesus the son of God, but he loved you and he loved me so much that, that he decided to leave heaven and to live a life on this earth and to sacrifice himself for you and for, for me. And, and I think that's why this is such an important question for us to ask because it's going to absolutely shape how we live our lives. It's going to shape our every day, our today, our tomorrow, but it's going to shape our eternity. Thanks for listening to the Pathway Church Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, go to our website, pathwaylife.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.